would do a Monday show for you, a special edition of the Nifty Show. And we have the one and only Yatsui from F1 Delta Time, the CEO of Animoca Brands. And we've also got big, big news from the NFT world because, wow, it's only Monday and what a week it's been. <laughs> That's true. Sir Lord Travis, shall we get nifty? Let's get nifty, baby. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy. The nifty show. They're locked and loaded. The Nifty Show number, uh, I don't even know. Like 29? 29? 29? 29? I think so. 29? 29? 29? That was my John Lennon little bit right there. Oh, very good. Uh, Sir Lord Travis, there's so much happening in the NFT space. We're, the COGS launch is still happening right now. We're going to talk about that. Bitcoin Origins sold out in a second today. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Blockchain Heroes has got the major race for the collector's edition starting Wednesday. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about all those things. But before we talk about those things, we're really pleased that Travis and I uh, have an advisory position with Animoca Brands. And they do all kinds of cool stuff, including one of the brands is being launched on Wax next week. It's the Bratz brand. They're doing their big pack sale coming up. Uh, it's Monday or Tuesday. I need to check and see i think it's tuesday but uh, there's also an extremely popular game that is nft based that runs on the ethereum blockchain called f1 delta time and mr yatsu the ceo of animoca brands is with us we're gonna race what's happening brother great uh, glad to be here <clears throat> it's an exciting time just before christmas um you know all these things happening right now and uh yeah pleasure to be here thank you for having us it's a gift to us all, the gift of NFTs. <laughs> Indeed. It is a crazy time in the world of NFTs right now. It's like, it seems like every day there's a new thing launching, or in some cases, multiple things launching at the same time as, what, as was evidenced today. It's been crazy these last couple of weeks in the NFT space. Yeah. Uh, and I think what's amazing is that, uh, you know, with the volume of activities happening with NFTs, You'd think that there'd be some saturation or people might get tired or anything, but actually it's quite the opposite. More and more people are getting excited. I mean, just yesterday uh, we had a UNICEF auction, sort of a UNICEF uh, sponsored auction for a sandbox piece of land that was um, sold. Ultimately, I think it was 700,000 sand. So that was like, you know, $30,000 plus in terms of value. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and so on. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's um, pretty, pretty interesting times. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that um, a lot of people know just how many properties are in the, the Animoca uh, wheelhouse. I'm going to pull up the website here. Perhaps you can kind of give us just an overview here. As you know. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, Animoca Brands is a game studio um, that was actually uh, had different iterations, but effectively has been making games for well over 10 years. Uh, you know, mobile games, PC games, console games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and about um, actually late um, or late uh, 2017, early 2018, basically uh, we found blockchain religion <laughs> and said, you know what, this, this non-fungible stuff is, is really important. 
uh, and let's go focus on that. And um, the main reason behind that is actually we were involved, actually we ended up acquiring a studio in Vancouver that actually had uh, been involved in building CryptoKitties and in fact shared an office with uh, what became uh, Dapper Labs, but at the time was Axiom Zen. And uh, <clears throat> the co-founder of CryptoKitties, Mick, uh, also ended up becoming, you know, also one of our sort of, um, uh, one of our sort of- um, Yeah, can advisors. you turn up your, your uh, mic just a little bit for us, please? Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me see. Can you hear that? Is that better? You're just a soft-spoken guy. Yes, it is. Is that, is that better? All right, I just, I just moved the microphone uh, within kissing distance. All right, fine. <laughs> Give it a big smooch. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so, so that was, the, that was, the, that was the, the background there. And then um, after that, we decided that we're going to try to use our gaming expertise. And, you know, Animoca Brands is called brand, has a brands title in it because we always had worked in the past with IP, but not specifically for blockchain related stuff, just, you know, console games, mobile games, PC games, you know, all the whole range, right? Uh, and today, actually, Animoca Brands has under license uh, over 300 IPs. Wow, uh, three various capacities in various capacities, nice. um, uh, and and actually just actually just yesterday we had announced a, a new license with Manchester City, the football club. Uh huh. So congratulations, so, that's great. Th thank you. It's the, so, so, uh, the big soccer team, right? The big football yes, team in, in the yes. UK. Um, one of the top five most valuable teams in the world. Right on. Um, Is that Manchester you know, United? There's Manchester United <clears throat> and Manchester City, so right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, they're 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 both vying for the top spot, right? So, um, so um, anyway, we're glad we have one of the matches. Congratulations, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so that's the background there where we signed up this IP, and when we when we saw what happened with CryptoKitties, you know, we quickly became the distributors for our region, uh, and then also ultimately an investor in them. Uh, we felt that we should be doing more in this space than just being passive, but basically help build the space. Uh, and one of the ways that we thought building the space up was to bring sort of uh, blockchain adoption through gaming. Because, you know, two and a half years ago, <clears throat> blockchain was still, you know, a relatively niche. And um, in some cases, some people really thought it was kind of weird stuff. And uh, how do we bring that kind of adoption? We felt that connection between gamers and gaming uh, because of virtual assets, because of familiarity with virtual currency would be a natural and so ultimately, we felt that, you know, what is the way in which you can bring blockchain adoption and more value to gamers? You know, basically blockchain gaming, ta-da, right? Um, <clears throat> and, um, and so using IP and brands was a tried and true tactic to bring adoption into a game. So can we use that same formula to bring adoption uh, to blockchain? Uh, and so, and so that's, that's actually one of the main reasons why, you know, we started actually F1 Delta time. But within the blockchain uh, realm, uh, things that, you know, for those of you who may not know, you know, we are the, we are the owners of Sandbox, which uh, is the Sandbox sort of um, uh, game. Uh, we are investors in OpenSea. We're investors in Wax. We're investors in Axie Infinity and actually 25 other blockchain related projects. Um, and, um, and, and I think part of the reason we don't just launch our own titles, but also invest in others is because we want to help build that ecosystem. Uh, and two plus years ago, you know, it was a lonely field in blockchain investing for mm -hmm. games. <laughs> so nobody was there. Uh, and, and so we, we ended up um, taking, taking up that sort of mantle a little bit. But today, there's a lot of cash sloshing around. So how we get involved- There's no shortage is, of blockchain games today. They're starting to roll. Sorry? 
There's no shortage yeah. of blockchain games and blockchain properties and NFTs now. This, it's like we're starting it, – it's almost like it's that calm before the storm still a little bit. It's like mass adoption hasn't quite happened yet. Oh, no. We're super People early. People are getting really excited about it. They're telling their friends. And Joel and I, we think that, that 2021 is going to be the year of the NFT. I think so, too. Uh, I think what we have right now is I think the NFT drive is going to be driven really by – existing crypto users who already have a wallet but who don't have an nft because there's still less than 200,000 people who have an nft mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy if you think about it right it's like what what this is like you know everyone's talking about it or it seems to be you know and of course within our bubble of the nft world we just think well everyone should have one right <laughs> but the reality is as we discover still lots of people coming in you know getting introduced to a rev token or getting introduced to sand token like hey what, what's an nft oh Take a look at this, uh, and so so that path of adoption, I think, will 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 be the short term one. So I think you know we have huge growth just from the existing crypto community. Never mind when we bring all the rest of the world into it. They're coming, ready or not. It's going to be a big year, and you know we're moving from pioneer to early adopter. I think in twenty twenty one. And uh, then once that happens and influencers start talking about this more and we see musicians and, and, you know, other big brands coming on board, we'll move into mass adoption. I think uh, 2022, maybe 23 is when we'll start really trending up that, that curve. Um, And we're doing all we can. And I know you're doing all you can to help accelerate that. Uh, And speaking of accelerating F1 Delta time, your, your game. Uh, the Grand Prix race is now, you saw I made a video. Um, awesome, thank you. Yes. And because uh, I, I wanted to jump in and experience what is this game like? So why don't you tell- and You got the hang of it pretty know. quick, it looked like too, Joel. You're like zooming around and you're like, oh, I got it now. And then you're like shaving seconds off each time going around the line. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. starting to get the hang of it. So maybe uh, tell us a little bit about this. It's F1DeltaTime.com. What is the game? Yeah, so, so F1 Delta Time is the- uh, official and exclusive license holder for blockchain games and NFTs with Formula One. Uh, Formula One is uh, perhaps, is one of the largest sports in the world, certainly the number one motorsport. Uh, and, you know, it's a little bit of background. Why do we want to work with F1 on this one? Because, you know, outside of the fast, outside of the fact that it's sort of fast and cool, right? uh, is the fact that um, the audience that watches and plays F1 is typically an audience that is a little older, and that it also understands value, right? And I think that's really important because when you're trying to sort of combine sort of blockchain and related concepts into a game, it's easier to do that if you uh, in- integrate it with concepts of value than with not, right? Like if you have a game where people don't sort of just for fun, but they're not doing it because they want to generate value, then it's hard. But F1 players understand that quite well because you know it's a sport that is quite expensive. The cars are expensive you know, the experience is expensive, right? So that's kind of, that's kind of um, one of the reasons we work with them. They have 1.9 billion viewers worldwide and over half a billion fans. So um, that's, that's sort of part of the other part, which, which shows why there's so much potential we, we think of this. Now, what is F1 Delta Time itself? So F1 Delta Time is part of the Rev ecosystem, which is the token that combines all of our motorsports activities. And um, there you can, you know, buy cars and parts, official ones, as well, right, with, with the official you know, sort of Ferrari or Mercedes uh, parts, uh, cars and drivers, and you can race them basically uh, in F1 Delta Time in a variety of gameplays, 
One of them is the elite time trial, which is more like a strategy type game environment uh, where you're combining stats with the parts of the car. And the other one is the Grand Prix that you had shared a video with, which is where you're racing the car uh, and using the stats of the parts that you've bought and, uh, and own to try to win the prizes. The prizes can be quite generous. Uh, you know, we've had prizes uh, upwards in value, you know, between thirty, forty thousand dollars over over these uh, time trials. So it's 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 quite strong. Uh, we have several racing teams uh, that have already formed. Some of them are sort of quite uh, sort of uh, well known, I guess, um, um, uh, people in the space. You know, like the like the super fast team from from uh, from Tony G, who's um, you know, politician and poker player, right? And not, not, too, many, not, not too many people uh, can sort of give that label to themselves. Uh, but we also have some prominent NFT collectors um, playing in that space as well, like Meta Cohen, who was actually the one who bought the 111 car at the time for over 111,000 US. And also the very $11, first- $11,000 for what? That was in 2019. Oh, wow. Right? Um, that was in 2019 uh, um, and in 2020, he also bought, uh, he auctioned uh, successfully the, um, the Monaco track, the first one, uh, for over 222,000 US. <laughs> so basically, my, my, my. you have um, two, uh, you have, you, it's becoming very much sort of, um, sort of just like the real F1, a sport where sort of uh, people are spending a lot of money, but they can also make money, right? Which is the reason why I guess it's worth it. The cars themselves have also risen in value since launch. Um, and, and that's also the way that we sort of manage the scarcity around that, which is based on the community at the time, <clears throat> what, you know, whatever supply they can buy, and then the rest gets burnt. That creates a community pool. Um, and I think, yeah, as you show that video, I think, um, <clears throat> I guess it's, uh, you know, with Zoom, it's, it's lagging a little bit. But you can just go on the website, f1deltatime.com and, and try yeah, to this is, I'm actually doing this right now. This is uh, yeah. not the play. I'm, I'm in the game here. And I'm racing now the controls. Um, it's it's just your up arrow, your down arrow, and your space bar, right? Yeah. So and boost. Yeah, the boost. Uh, and so so the reason um, we designed it for this, um, and I'll, I'll get to the sort of how, how we work on the revenue system. But the reason we designed it this way is how do you make a game that requires both tactical skill, right, and and sort of being able to sort of buy and manage parts because you can't just buy a car and everyone's the same. Every part is different, right? And that itself also promotes the sort of need to also sort of trade parts or swap parts or whatever uh, into a component, right? A car is not just based out of the car and the driver. You also need to have the engine, you need to have the right wheels, you need to have the right sort of, you know, sort of wings, you know, all these things that you need to implement into the car. And then as you race them, uh, you can control essentially the thrust or, or, or the brake. Uh, and then each of the tracks based on the real tracks uh, of F1, have also different angles and, and different turns. And so you have to manage that, right? And I think um, as you do that, that actually becomes a gameplay that is, you know, it's one of those sort of um, big secrets on how to make a successful game is, can you make the gameplay such that anyone can play it, but still is challenging to succeed, mm -hmm. right? right? I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, what was addictive about Angry Birds? It wasn't a very complicated game. It didn't have 50 buttons, right? It just had, you know, zoom, right, and go, right? Or Candy Crush, right? I just sort of combine these things. It's actually uh, combine, combine, combine the candies together. It's not that, uh, that difficult as a gameplay. But as you get deeper into it, it's actually very difficult to master, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the key elements of making a game that is both accessible but challenging to win.
And that's kind of what we tried to achieve with F1 Delta Time. Yeah, this is beautiful. You're doing a great job there, Sir Lord, Mr. Joe. I'm Conner. getting the hang of it here. I'm, I'm learning when to hit my brakes. And it kind of gives you these clues here, right? It shows you the arrows <clears> like <throat> slow down, speed up, yeah. slow down, speed up, or you're going to, you know, you're going to come to a halt. And that's not good. Yeah, can, you right. zoom, can you zoom in your perspective, like from behind the driver's window and like just different perspectives or is this so the main what will happen uh what will happen in the future is you can you can do replays and then you can because the game is done entirely in 3d with the replays you'll be able to um, do all you can you can then look at all the angles and so on but during gameplay um it's difficult because if you can you know like if you're driving the way you're driving mm -hmm. right now and then you're basically looking at the rear window or in front of you it's actually, that doesn't give you better. It's not optimal because you're going to run into a building and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so what does this mean now? I qualified. What do I get to do? Because I qualified. So right now uh, there's um, the final Grand Prix for F1 Delta time is a multiplayer race, which is essentially the actual Grand Prix where you're actually racing around the track, just like in, in F1, but against other players in real time. And so in order to qualify to have to, to, to enter the races, you need to first have the qualifying score to do that. Now, since we just launched it, um, we're providing some prizes um, just to sort of practice on it, uh, which is what's happening right now. So you're basically practicing on the track and you've got a leaderboard and all that kind of stuff there. Mm -hmm. But uh, when the full game launches, which is in Q1 next year, uh, that's the goal anyway, then you will be racing real time against others. Look at that, I, I uh, came in fifth here mm -hmm. on tier D for, was it a time frame? That's right. Yeah. So in tier D, which is the lowest tier. Um, so, um, and it basically means that your engine parts have to have a score of 6,000 or less. You score there. Um, tier A is where you get all the sort of, you know, high-end legendary or apex cars, typically speaking. Mm. Uh, and, so it's uh, not a statement on how bad I am. It's, it's really about <clears> my gear. Uh, that's correct. Right. I mean, it's kind of like when you have formula one, formula two, formula three, right. Um, you have different engine power, and you have different qualifications. But as time goes on, whether you earn your way there or whether you sort of purchase parts or build a team, you can then move into the higher tiers where the prizes become also bigger. Well, let's just say I got a killer transmission, okay? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Epic. That's an epic transmission. And it's, um, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So that's why you can slow down so good and get around those corners nicely. Right. <laughs> very nice so you talked about being able to like lease or borrow cars from somebody else because i don't have a car <clears throat> i don't have any cars i don't have any mm -hmm. tires i don't have anything yes. and so but i you, you have a tricycle that, though trav you can just like i got a there. unicycle i got one of those uh motorized unicycle things <laughs> but I, it has no seat so that's awkward um so so where can i lease one and people who maybe don't yeah. have one because i want to <clears> play the game but i don't have a car and i don't have $111,000 to buy a car. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, if you want to race in, in tier D, uh, you can do so, you know, you can probably buy a, a set. And so what's kind of cool is, is that you can buy a set for maybe an ETH or less than an ETH or equivalent in rev. Mm, okay. uh, and, and what's cool is that, you know, we're not the ones who are, who are making this because all the parts are broadly speaking owned by the community. They build it themselves, right? They buy, they trade, and then they create these starter kits. Mm and have been selling them. So if you go on OpenSea uh, and you take a look at, um, you know, like just uh, the, the general OpenSea, um, you know, I, I sort of go to, I guess if you go to the broad browsing, yeah, or uh, you can see an F1 Delta time, you'll see uh, people, you know, on the bundles, 
people are selling uh, collectible bundles. So um, I think if you yeah, if you go down twelve thousand items up here for sale right yeah. now. Yeah, so different items, right? But if you take a look, if you go to all items there, you'll you'll uh, further up, you'll you you can go and and, and do a bundle. Um, Where do I do that? Oh. Uh, you go by sort. Uh, I think it's a sort by go first or re, re, bundles. Yeah, bundles. Here we go. There we go. Let's find the cheapest one on here after it loads up, Sir Lord Travis. Um, and then if you go like lowest price, right? Those would typically be common, right? Which is a tier D. Uh, and then you can see people combining them. So these are um, uh, just sort of maybe glove parts. But later on when you get ones, you can actually uh, sort it out by having at least a car and a driver and a wheel, right? These are the ones that- so You're, you're getting all the way down to like, all right, and you need a zipper on your pants. You got to buy that. <laughs> you got to get that the thing at the end of your shoelaces. You got to get that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and these are, uh, most of these are priced in, in, in either Rev. It's the one which has a little sort of red R there, right? Like 10,000 Rev. Or um, or you have the ones that are um, sort of um, in, uh, based on ETH. So basically, for instance, you have this one asking 10,000 rev for basic Grand Prix racing kit with car. Uh, when you open that, you see it has, um, or this is highly tuned. So this is designed by a player who's been obviously racing it and then really got the stats up to a certain point as a basic entry stat uh, and is selling it then for this price. So he's, he's obviously bought it for, you can see how much he purchased it for, which is actually a lot less than what he's selling it for, right? Um, you know, each of these parts and then combining them together and then selling them to, um, to players. And, and that's actually been uh, a lot of the trading as new players come in, they have to go onto the marketplace and purchase it themselves. Mm -hmm. Now to your question on the leasing product, that's not launched yet. We have the staking product. The way, what you do is if you own these NFTs, the cars, you can that's stake them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when you, when you go and uh, stake, when you go and stake these um, uh, cars, actually what you're doing is you're putting them back into the F1 Delta time uh, rental pool. And so in the future, you would then be able to rent these cars. You will still, however, need some of the other parts, right? We're not making that available for rental, but it's lost, a lot less expensive than the car. So you could buy all the various parts and own, uh, own those, but then you can actually stake them. Uh, the next staking period is not launched. So the first staking period uh, launched um, and, and, and we, pay, we did the payout. And the next one will happen very soon, perhaps even the end of the year, um, uh, where you can then stake your cars. But it you also means- a sale of additional crates for different car parts, right? Uh, that was earlier. So <clears throat> that was for the 2020 season. So 2019 was done. Mm -hmm. So we sold 2020 keys, which is basically like a crate sale. Uh, that was uh, quite phenomenal because we had um, set up a stretch target of uh, 40 million rev, which was maybe 700,000 or 800,000 US dollars as a deposit in which we would then unlock more keys to sell and to earn, right? And I think one important thing is if you own 2019 parts, you're racing in a different race in 2020, right? And if you're racing in 2019, you can still win prize money, but you can also win 2020 keys. And that's our way of saying, well, if you own old um, sort of the original parts that you bought, it's almost like a Genesis, Genesis part, right? So as you're continuing to race on that, you can then generate out of a fixed pool, uh, 2020 keys that you can only earn racing in 2019. Oh, that's nice. right? So that's just a way to sort of, sort of, um, keep, sort the, of keep the people moving along the game. Yeah, that's nice. That's right. However, most of the people who are in 2019 actually also bought 2020 because of the new races that are taking place. Uh, and what was, and, and of course we had a lot of new users join as well. So what was amazing there was we had the stretch target of 40 million rev 
we hit like over 70 million rev <clears throat> as a stretch target. So blew that way over. And, um, you know, the legendary uh, keys were sold out in three, maybe five minutes. Wow. wow. It was crazy. Uh, and every single part was sold out within three or four hours, I think. Um, even the common parts, everything. So we basically generated um, um, like $1.4 million, um, much more than we had expected, which is, I mean, again, very grateful for our community. But also a lot of people, you know, over 30, I think 30, 30 odd million rev was unspent, basically going, I didn't have time to, I didn't have a chance to buy anything or what I wanted. So, so it was, the, the, I guess, a bit of a classic problem because, you know, we had, I guess, underestimated the demand, which may not necessarily be a bad thing, uh, but in comparison to, you know, six, seven months ago when we had launched our 2019 crate sale, uh, we had sold a third of our crates and then we had, we had burned the rest, right? As, as we said we would. Uh, so, and we generated, you know, like, like maybe I think $360,000 worth of, um, of sales, which was pretty respectable in early 20, 2020, That's but not uh, nothing day. compared to what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad day at all. Yeah. So, so yeah. And the community has grown, the demand has grown. So, so that's all been, so that's all been pretty positive. Um, yeah. So when will I be able tracks. to race? I'm sorry. Good Trev. Well, I'm just curious about the tracks because it looks like, you know, you got uh, mm -hmm. one there in Monaco and then, you yeah. know, there's this, there's different cities around the world that have these race tracks. How do you determine when those new racetracks sort of pop up? <clears throat> So, so uh, the very first uh, racetrack that we sold, which is the Monaco um, 1A, sold for um, basically the equivalent of 222 or 223,000 US dollars. Mm. So that now somebody owns track. that track. Yes. So Metacoven actually owns it for his Metapurse. Uh, and um, one of the reasons you might want to own the track is because going forward, every race which you pay entry fee to play, the, you get essentially a share in that, right? So it's um, so 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 it's almost like <clears throat> you you're you're sort of a part owner of elements of the game. Mm. Uh, you know, there's some work involved as well, but the rea but but the thing is, is that that is now your entitlement, as it were, right? And that racetrack will be around in 2021, and 2022, so, and 2023. Right. So the difference about the racetracks is that unlike the cars which can be only raced in the season in which they're running. But you can still run 2019 races in 2021. That's okay. But they can only be raced in, um, in um, sort of within the universe of itself. The tracks are universal. So there won't be a 2019 Monaco or a 2020 Monaco. There is only one Monaco. They're the same. It's the same city. It's the same track. Exactly. It exists. And so you can use the same track across all the races, which means that you will generate your, a reward for all the players playing every season. So even if the 2021 season comes around, uh, there won't be another track. That's the one. Right. So the person who owns it uh, would then generate um, a yield off that, right? Um, and then the other thing, of course, there is, is that uh, we're currently auctioning a legendary and uh, an epic piece of that track as well. So the tracks are also divided in sort of different sort of pieces. Where do I see uh, that on here? Um, it's uh, not listed there because we just launched it on OpenSea. If you go to OpenSea.com, you'll see what, what's, what's happening there. Um, let's go to, um, it wouldn't be on trading history because it's not what people are, have, have bought. But uh, if you look at the, because <clears throat> it's currently, currently on auction, 
This was just, uh, let's see. Okay, so on auction, here we go. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, ah. there you go. So the Epic uh, and the Legendary, right? So Legendary is a tier higher. So currently uh, we just started it last night. Uh, so currently uh, the bids for the Epic is around $600, which, is, which isn't bad, right? Um, and then the legendary is, is, it looks like it's about twice that at the moment. I'm going to get that track. I'm going to go to Monaco and say, this is my track, bitches. That's right. Exactly. Right. Um, and, um, and so I think what you'll see here with people bidding for these, uh, for these tracks is, you know, that, that ownership piece, um, and, uh, and that, that uniqueness, but, you know, the sort of incredible price that Medicoven paid for the very first one, I think that had also a collector's aspect to it, right? That was more of a, you know, I think that was a big statement uh, because he owned the very first Apex car and mm. he wants to own the very first Apex track. So I wouldn't That's necessarily cool. say that that means that every track is necessarily priced at that level. Um, uh, but but uh, you can buy Epic and Legendary, which is a little bit more sort of uh, down to earth pricing, perhaps, hopefully. right? And so that people That's can great. have a chance to have the part. But there's over, there's, there's over 300 um, race parts for each of them. So there's an opportunity. There's also uh, rare and, and uncommon um, parts you can buy later on as well. So That's everyone great. can have a sort of part ownership, let's say, in the F1 Delta time mm. sort of race element. And, that's and it looks pretty part. accurate. I've been to Monaco. I, I literally, you can see that because uh, we were on the, the, the blockchain cruise back, I think, in 2018. You pull right up there. I can see where the cruise ship pulled up, and I can see that bay, and you walk around the whole thing. I don't know that I would be if I would feel all that comfortable if there was a race going on on that while I'm walking around because damn those things go fast and that's just that has to be terrifying if you're like a pedestrian or like wait a second what's going on? Yeah, but that's the big event, right? I mean, during the season, right? Um, yeah. You know, which is basically um, on the weekend, uh, they they cordon everything off and, and that mm -hmm. becomes a race element, right? And and becomes a big community event as well, not just for not just, you know, on broadcast television, but, you know, with the city, within the city of, of Monaco, yeah. or whether it's in Shanghai or whether it's in Bahrain, oh. and it's, it's, um, it becomes like the thing, the whole city is engulfed in, in that experience. I just want to know, does, does Lando Norris know that he's missing half of his body? That's, that's, <laughs> that's well, I mean, yes. Yeah, that's part of the visual representation. You got to buy his arms. You got to buy his legs, too. That's <laughs> a different part. Coming soon. Coming soon. It's like, like a mix between arms. Lando Calrissian and Chuck Norris, this guy. <laughs> he doesn't even need legs. Yeah. Well, this Here's is a his lot. Hands. You might want to buy his hands for him. This is great fun. Uh, how can people go ahead and, and get involved now and, and race like I just did there and qualify? Yeah. So the very first thing I would say is, um, you know, outside of registering on F1 Delta time is uh, join our Discord community or Telegram community. We have a very awesome community that is uh, prepared to help you on board. Because unlike maybe a classic game, the F1 Delta time was born out of crypto first, right? Um, meaning it was, it, it, it's expected that you have some knowledge with blockchain, which of course, you know, presumably everyone in this audience has anyway. Uh, but what they do then is they're very, very friendly in terms of building stuff for you as well. If you say, hey, I wanna get started, this is my budget. They'll come and say, you know what, let me see what I can do. And they'll, they'll, they'll combine parts and then offer them for you um, for sale, you know? So, so that, that, that's kind of cool. So people already have set up their shops for that. 
And if you know what you want, you can just individually buy. But if you for a first time player, they'll onboard you for 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 a small fee, which so is I think is very the place reasonable. on the website where you go. All right, I have my tires and I have my axle and I have my engine and I have my car body. Where do you put it together? Uh, so you go to the workshop. <clears throat> so if you if you um, go up and you see there's a workshop oh, okay. option. Um, yep. So I got workshop two cars here. I got the Clover car and I got a Spark car. I think uh, I think I bought a crate last year, right? Because isn't this early a, this year? Early this year, yeah. A 2019 season. It's 2020 season, but we sold it in early 2020. But yes. Yeah. yeah. So I bought a crate and it had, you know, pieces, parts in it. Um... That's right. So for instance, if you take one of these parts and you were to, let's say like that turbocharger or whatever. Um, um, so if, if the car turbocharger, just goes on. Yeah, just, you see that? Yeah. And you say, you, select it. you can see that it has these stats mm. there in terms of the bad crypto car. You'll see that it's got like, you know, top speed and acceleration and grip. And the, the green part says how much more it improves. Now, but the thing is when you enter these races, you have to be at a certain stat. So just because, just because you are, um, have the fastest car, doesn't mean you qualify or are able to use it there because you may not be within the range. So you need to basically get that right combination. And the weather conditions also matter. For instance, if it's, uh, if it's very wet or if it's raining, you, you need um, um, tires that are customized for wet weather. Otherwise, you won't have much control and you'll lose speed also in the time trial. This car has no brakes. Um, yes. <laughs> I think it might actually be a train. You might be driving the train. Right. <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess every car has elementary brakes, right? Uh, but right. If, for instance, if you go to the elite time trial, um, you'll see, for instance, um, right here. The, yeah, let's go to elite, right? So elite is where you have um, the bigger prizes uh, and you can only enter them if you stake your rev. So you don't pay for it, but you stake your rev. Uh, and for the tier A, then you put in 100,000 rev. But for instance, if you go down to, uh, these are the prizes you can see. Um, but if you go down, you'll see the scoring and every day there's a new race. Hmm. And you have 24 hours uh, to participate in a race. So for instance, if you go, to, let's go to tier D as an example. Oh my God. Um, so if we scroll up a bit, you'll see it, the tier, tier D or tier C, right? You'll see that there are more, more people participating there. Uh, uh, if you look at the, you'll see that for this week. And so right now, since the race, uh, um, the new season of the race, the new day race just started, you'll have a few people participating. Eventually this will fill up. And then at the end of the day, you'll have the top score. And then you get to the, uh, the, the standings. Now, here's the thing. Even if you participate, you'll see here yield rewards. Uh, everyone who participates gets at minimum a yield based on the rev they staked. Mm. So this is a little bit like our sort of, I guess, uh, yield farming approach, except that you have to work for it too, as in you have to at least race, right? And I think this is an important element here, uh, which uh, has two implications. The first implication on work is, you know, you have to sort of invest in it to get a reward, which I think is reasonable. But the second one, I think, is also that uh, there's an inter interesting thing and in sort of uh, from a uh, security standpoint as well, is that if you um, provide a product that is just purely interest-based, actually in some jurisdictions, that is considered a security product. Yeah. But because NFTs as a space is very, very small, uh, most people aren't paying attention. But as we have seen in the past, you know, uh, laws will come and run after you eventually, especially as they get bigger. Uh, so the element of work 
is very important. It's like, you know, buying real estate in the real world, um, you have to maintain it, you have to work it, you have to do something in order to generate a yield. And that for, therefore is not considered in the same category as a, financials, as a financial product. But if it's passive income, it is. Uh, so, you know, for us, this is really important that we make sure that all of our products follow the laws. We are a public company. We, um, you know, um, we're not an anonymous crypto project, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, we have some pretty um, high profile advisors and, and directors. So I think in, in all of this, we, when we design the, our games and we design our elements around value, and in this case, of course, money, uh, it's very important that we get all the legal advice and all the work around to make sure that, you know, we, we check all the boxes. So this is an example of, you know, why we don't just do simply uh, sort of straight yield as many other projects do, right. partially because it fits, but also because um, it's, it's, it's necessary. We are not financial advisors, nor are we racing advisors, but we do advise you to go to f1deltatime.com and check this out. Yeah, you've built something cool here. I think it's just at the beginning, and uh, I have no doubt that you're going to attract thousands and thousands more people to this game. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks right. a lot. Take care. Here's just one of the properties. He's got 300 other brands. I know. Doing it's cool stuff on them. This is, you guys are killing it over there. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Thank Excellent. you. Well, Sir Lord Travis, let's talk about a couple of the other things going on in the uh, the NFT space because what uh, a week this has been, and it's only Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, this this week right here. See, you know, because there was crazy stuff going on during the weekend. Those drops going on over the weekend, like this whole weekend has been like since what was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday? It was been Bitcoin Origins, and so that thing just went off like a hot potato. Have it, you ever seen a launch like go like that? That was crazy. So I'm gonna pull it up here. I'm sure a lot of you have <clears throat> participated in the Bitcoin Origins memory too um, of the, this launch here, and they had uh, one megabyte blocks. There was 1,042 of them available, and you could buy five at a time. How long did those take to go? They were all, go they were all gone immediately. Yeah, because I mean, it was like, boom, boom, the numbers time. just went, I, brrr, and they were I gone. Think, I think they said less than maybe five seconds. Amazing. And then the two megabyte blocks, there was only 242 of them, and they limited it so you can only buy one, which is all yeah, you anybody only buy got. one at a time, and that took about fifteen seconds. That's all anybody got was was one, and then today they had forty-two four megabyte blocks available. One second, boom, go. No, yeah, my my wallet would not pop open to get one, and I know somebody got one. The number ten block, so they bought it for seven thousand some odd wax, which is about three hundred bucks, mm -hmm. and sold it on the secondary market for over ten thousand dollars. That's amazing. Uh, I'm pretty pleased. I did manage to nab a four meg block and um, I'm hodling it. Uh, yeah, but you have a four megabyte block from the first one that you've not opened. I do. I have a four meg. There's only of the 20, there was only 21 in the first memory. So they're twice as rare. And uh, 16 of the 21 have been opened. Mine is one of the five that has not. It's pristine and it's nice little block QB thing there. And it's, it's yeah. staying there. I'm not, I'm not opening it. Uh, but this market has just taken off and Bitcoin origins has really caught off. Yeah. 
It really went off. And congrats to those guys. Couldn't happen to nicer people. We love Jeremy and uh, the, the whole team over there doing all the things. Good folks. Yeah, if it happened to us, it would have happened to less nice people. Yeah, we're not that nice. <laughs> you're we not. Like, we're somewhat nice. We like to think we're nice. I am, but you're – so you bring the average down. You know, I am the mean – I am. I bring the mean mean down. <laughs> uh, and, of course, today we also saw the launch of Hoddle God this morning, <laughs> which I think is is underappreciated. Well, it happened it actually happened uh, at noon, right? Noonish. It happened at the same time that – didn't it happen at the same time – that Bitcoin origins right. was going on. I think it kind of clogged. I think it, the 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 cloud wallet was a little clogged there for a while. It kind of like my toilet was after Thanksgiving. There was a little. I'm just going to pass right by that. There was a little thunder stolen. But you know what, Huddle God's doing. We had them on the Nifty Show on Friday, and uh, this gameplay looks really amazing. Um, this is actual Ooh. gameplay. I'm not I'm just going to pour it in so you can kind of see it playing. Isn't it one of the yeah. first games that used like Real Engine or something? It yeah, uses... un Unreal. Unreal yeah, Engine. Unreal. Um, and, uh, you know, the the packs are basically what you get in them aren't cards. They're shards of gear. You need four pieces of gear of the same kind that you'll be able to use in the game when you put them together. So when you buy these the starter pack, you get one piece of gear, plus you get um, credits in-game, and there's a chance that you get something super rare called the Enigma, which I don't even know what that is. It's an Enigma to me. And if you buy the Immortal Pack for um, $50, pretty much, you get 125 credits, three random shards, which are gear pieces, and a 3% chance of Enigma. What's an Enigma? I don't know. That's it's a mystery. Enigma. Such it, a mystery. It's a so mystery. I, opened up some, I noticed that I was getting really close to having the liquid Titan uh, set. And so um, I bought a piece online in the secondary market. And now I have a complete liquid Titan armor set to play the game sometime whenever that's ready. And yeah. I like it because it's the blue one. So it looks really cool. Plus it has Titan in the name, which we have Titan in our Titan packs. So. That is also true. Yeah. So hodlgod.com, you guys check it out while their sale is on. And of course, the uh, the the last big story for the day is uh, is Cox. Wow. I mean, they absolutely blew it away. There was two different ways you could buy two different kinds of packs. The one on Uniswap totally failed for me. I could not get in. Some whale went in and bought like 90 of them and drove, drove the price up. And so by the time my um, Ethereum transaction tried to go through. It was like, nope, neglected, rejected. See, that was a problem right then is that those things, it's like it, with the Uniswap, it's like, all right, I got my price in at this point. Here it is. It should. <clears throat> but the thing is, is like the person who holds the liquidity, I guess they get to determine which orders that they're taking. I don't even know if it's automatic, I but whenever I, I first know. went in, I was going to take my 30,000 Fox and get like 2.7 of those tokens. Well, that one failed. And so yeah. then, then it was like, all right, now I'm going to get two for 30,000 of these K Fox tokens or R Fox tokens. Now I'm going to buy 2.5 of these token coins. Nope. That thing hung up for like 25 minutes. And by the time that it was done, it was like my 30,000 could buy like 1.3 of those tokens. So the price just went crazy on those. Yeah. No token for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no token. I might, I might be token up a little later. But we did get we did get packs 
And uh, this is interesting right here. Uh, so I think my DoorDash just arrived. So I'm going to let you talk about this for a moment and I'm going to grab my food. Yeah, yeah. So the packs, op- the, the packs went on sale. And, and really, look at the first edition. Total packs have been opened up. 81% of uh, the first edition packs have been opened. And actually, what's interesting is that I think that um, uh, the Blockchain Heroes is like at about almost 87%. But look at their second edition. Packs open 40% already. But look at the amount of the starter packs. There's almost 10,000 of those. So there's about 3,000 more of those than there were on the first edition. But look at the booster packs. There's about you know 4,000 less than there were on that first edition. So actually, it seems to me that when it's all said and done, the booster packs might be the most rare well, but here's what you're not taking into account is the boxes that are, people are going to buy with the tokens, right? right. Every um, booster box has 30 booster packs. Every starter box has 30 starter packs. And I'm sure they've sold several hundred of those. Right. So there's actually thousands more packs that are um, going to be in supply. But at the same time, they had um, in the first set something like three thousand number one mints variations. There's eleven or twelve thousand in this set, mm. so there's a lot more to collect. That is true. A whole lot more to collect. Minutes. And actually, so you know, I, you finally convinced me to start using the anchor wallet instead of using the cloud wallet on these launches. And um, whenever I did my buy, my buy my first twenty packs, I got the mint. The number three mint, uh, all the way up to the number twenty-two mint. So my my twenty packs that I bought were like super low mints, and then I was like, "Well, damn, I can't open up these." But I opened up one pack, and so there was a bunch of number one mints in there. And uh, I think when those sales go on, it might be a good idea to use a secondary wallet instead of relying on the the cloud wallet sometimes because that thing seems to hang up, especially if there's multiple sales going on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's still still a little little buggy. So you got 15 minutes left as of now to grab cogs, and then that's it. They close off the sale, and there's no more packs that are available for retail. Um, coming up this week, uh, is it is it when is this at? When does this happen? Let's see. Shop Bratz Bratz Collectibles with a Z.io, December 22nd. So these are tomorrow. These go on sale tomorrow. If you've got uh, girls, teenagers, or just you want the nostalgia from this, uh, we interviewed these folks a couple weeks ago. So these are going to go on sale. <laughs> and we just interviewed Yatsu, who is the CEO of the company that's working with these guys to release these brats. So this is a this is an Animoca project. Yep. Uh, so that's tomorrow at. Let's see if there's a time on it here. Noonish, Eastern. Um, in 15 hours from now, somebody do the math and tell me when that would be. So 12 somebody, hours from now would be 7.45 Central plus another three hours. So that's so going to be like at 11 a.m., which is uh, it's going to be uh, 12 o'clock Central or noon. 12 o'clock Eastern. Noon Eastern, yeah. Yep. So there you go. So there's that. And, and finally, um, phase two of the Blockchain Heroes is still on, gang, and you've got until um, two – just about 48 hours from now, our sale of buy five packs, get one free will end. And remember, this uh, phase two is all about buying them so you can gift them using gifthero.cards. We want to onboard. We got all these cool NFTs. 
And we're, you know, thousands of us are buying, selling, and trading. Let's bring thousands more in using the gifting tool. And I'm going to pull it up here so you guys can see it. Gifthero.cards. Uh, let's see, it wants me to log in. I will do that because I'm compliant when it comes to logging in. And you just go here and then you can go ahead and pull down from the menu. What do you want to give? I want to give a phase one Titan pack. You type the email in right here. Put your name, write whatever custom message you want, click send, and they're going to get an email. So if you buy five Titans between now and midnight on the 23rd, you're going to get a free Titan pack dropped to you on the 24th. Buy five heroes, get a hero pack drop. Buy five galleries, you'll get a gallery crate draft, draft dropped. You will get it in your wallet. And you can rinse and repeat that as often as you want. So buy 10 crates, you'll get two freebies. Uh, and as it is, the prices are lower on these. So... Um, than they were for phase one. So simply click buy packs. It'll take you directly to the page on, uh, and you can see here, these are the phase two packs on sale. We sold 7,500 packs in phase one. And these also contain artifacts that you cannot get in phase one or phase three packs. That is true. And those, and those artifacts come in handy because you collect all nine of them. Then you can go through this process to maybe become a hero yourself. Mm. And the upgrade mechanism is now officially working. This is a persistent mechanism. So when you go to upgrade cards, you can take five of any one card of any um, rarity. So I've got five uncommon hero and villains here. Put them into the upgrade. Kiss those cards goodbye. Bye-bye cards. It's been nice knowing you. And what am I going to get back? Shark face. You're going to get a shark face rare. Here go my five cards. They're being transmutified. I just felt shark face. Ooh, ha, ha. And it's going to bring a rare Calculericus. I was incorrect. So you can upgrade any rarity to the next rarity all the way up to mythic. Five legendaries automatically become a mythic. Um, and then Wednesday... The race begins Wednesday at noon Eastern time, the race to the CEs. What you're going to want to do is complete your series two collections. If you have all 20 heroes, you will be able to race to mint the first common collector's edition card. 20 villains, same thing. Uncommons, rares, epics, and legendaries all have their own unique collector's edition hero and villain. Complete collections will race to burn. They will be minted in the order that you burn them. So now is the time to complete your collections and be ready to join us on the Hero mm -hmm. Tools page Wednesday at noon Eastern. Yeah. And just think about this. You know, Yatsu just said there's only about, what, 100, 200,000, 20,000 people? 10, how many people have doing NFTs right now? Not, not enough. Not enough. So tell your friends about it, right? Because these cards, these cards are going to remain rare because there's not that many of them. And then a lot of these are going to get burned to create these really cool CEs. These these collector's edition cards, I think, are the creme de la creme when it comes to NFTs. So far, these things are absolutely beautiful. So it's a no-brainer to take 20 commons, a complete set of those, and turn it in on heroes or villains. And then moving on up depends on how. How the how, how big the cojones are if you want to you know take a whole set of legendaries i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it uh just because i know that that card those cards are so freaking cool 
There's your the so it's the same card will result for each set of burns. So 20 commons. By the way, this is just a video, but the animated ones, the gifts, they loop infinitely. So common hero, sentinel, common villain is whisper. Look at that. That's so pretty. She got talk quietly when it's a whisper. She's whispering. The uncommon hero, Mina Shahli. That one is beautiful. See the uncommon starts bringing some color into it. Then you've got your uncommon villain, the encrypt keeper. Who's going to get the number ones? The rare hero is Admiral Banks. That one's very sexy too. Yeah. The rare villain, Lady Iris. You thought Carol Baskin was that bitch. No, Lady Iris is that bitch. <laughs> then you get your Tiger Blood. Epic Grand Auditor. Look at that one. I could look at that one all day. That one is mesmerizing. Really amazing work they did. And then uh, Nathan Nyes is your villain. Epic. That's so nice. Edition. I like and how his coat changes colors. Finally, if you will burn a whole set of, legend, of uh, legendary heroes you will get one of these it's guaranteed that you'll get one now the mint number depends upon who beats you to it so there's the legendary hero and here is the legendary villain these will also contain the mp4 files attached to them that are the high res versions of these so, so you can have them on your digital screen right there and have it look all badass. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to have NFTs on a display. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so that's it. There you go. I, I think that's going to wrap it up, Sir Lord Travis. Yeah. Maybe one thing. Go to our go to our YouTube channel and check out Bitcoin Bro opening up a pack of blockchain heroes. If you haven't seen it, I don't know that you've ever seen anybody as happy as Bitcoin Bro was in that moment. Uh, George Pullen, friend of mine, he goes, man, I just wish I could be that happy about anything. In fact, you know what? Why don't we Why don't we end with that video? And then when it's done, the show will be over. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you here. Or is it? It's just to me, it's one of the it's one of the most fun things because it's like seeing someone have so much delight over something cool that we created was just such a is it was it, it's a delight to us and, and and everyone who i've shown this to so far has a huge ass smile on their face too because it's just hilarious so we're going to end with this huge ass smile on your faces and until next time be nifty i will click and tell you who boss i love this fucking intro video this unpacking experience it's bougie baby this is bougie. That was some. That's a high-end experience right there. I did it! I did a thing! Hey! I did a thing! There's a. Th I did it! Woo! <laughs> I did a thing! I did a thing, mom. Uh, somebody call my mom. Tell her I did a thing. Yeah, that's right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let that chill right there for a second. This is what, this is, this, this is.
This is why I did it. I did it. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy another one. I'm going to buy one and I'm going to open it. I'm on a roll. Why would I, you know what I mean? I mean like I got anywhere else to fucking go. Where do I got to be? It's pandemic lockdown season and shit. I bought another crate, bro. And then I did it. I did a thing. I did, I did the thing. Nobody thought I was going to do, but I did the thing. Haters gonna say it's photoshopped. Bro, a mythic.